0: Hey, and welcome back to Real Estate Accelerate's podcast series, what every new agent asks, should ask, and should do to start a successful real estate career. This is Chuck Dinsmore, and I'll be walking you through this incredible Q&A session today. Just a little bit about my background. I grew up in this business, but I've been licensed since 2000, and I've seen good markets and bad markets as I watched everyone around me struggle with the ups and downs of this crazy profession. Because of these systems and techniques that I'm going to teach you today, I get to have the time to do what I really love – and that is share my knowledge and experience with you so relax listen and enjoy today's core topic on accelerating your business now let's get started hey everyone and welcome back today we're going to talk about planning for your success creating your own business plan creating a business plan is a very important part of any business success and a realtor is no different You may have gotten into this for whatever reasons you did, whether it was because you thought it would be fun, or you really want to show houses, or you want to work with people. But in the end, it is a business, and you need to run it like a business. And the best way to do that is with a business plan. So today we're going to talk about the basic structure of a business plan. But one of the things I want to point out to you is that there are a lot of different resources out there that will help you with this one of the easiest ways to do it is to look at NAR's site that is realtor.org not realtor.com but realtor.org and if you'll do a keyword search for library you'll see all different types of resources you can use in your business it's a great great way to get things to help you and it's absolutely free as part of your membership So I want to start off with the basic structures of a business plan. Today you're going to learn the 10 or so basic things that you need to do to write a good plan. There's also going to be a printed version of this that you can see with the downloads that will help you in making your plan and also has a couple of financial worksheets. So to start with, you need to come up with your mission and your vision. Now this section appears first in your business plan, but it's really a summary of your mindset, your goals, and what you stand for. When one reads your mission statement, they should really understand who you are, your professionalism, and the values that you stand for. When they read your vision statement, which is separate from a mission statement, they should clearly see where you're going and how you plan to get there. A good vision statement will make your customers want to be a part of your real estate world. So let's think about your mission. We're going to do a couple of exercises before we actually come up with a mission statement. But the very first one is what's called a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. Now, this is part of your business plan, too, and it comes right behind your mission statement. But again, it feeds into that mission statement. So let's look at that. SWOT stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. So what you should do is take out a notebook or a piece of paper and write down everything you're good at. This includes things that you did in your previous business life, whether it's your household or starting your own business, running your own business, or working in the corporate world. Even looking at your resume could help you, but you need to think about what your strengths are. Have you been in a management position before? Have you done any planning or budgeting before? Have you done any marketing before? All of those things count as strengths in running your business. Write them down on your strength list. Now second, I want you to take another page and write down your weaknesses. Where could you improve? What training do you think that you need? What areas could you use to help with, or what areas could you outsource if there are areas you don't want to learn anything else about? So think about that. What do you need improvement on? Now, most realtors, when they come into the, this business, they learn a little bit about showing houses and they learn the laws, but they really need to know more about running a business. So perhaps you need to take some classes on accounting, or maybe you need to read a few books on business management or marketing. All of those things will be very helpful, but you need to make a list now of where you need to improve. Opportunities. Now, this is not what opportunities you have, it's what opportunities are happening around you. So what's happening in your market? Are there specific trends or niche areas that you can take advantage of? For instance, do you see suddenly there's more of a need for condos than there are single-family? Or maybe people are looking for condos that are pet-friendly. Or maybe people are looking for retirement communities. Or maybe they're looking for new construction. Whatever it is in your market that you see a trend that is picking up, maybe you should think about focusing and concentrating on that so that you can catch that wave of business as it starts up. Threats. Threats are also very similar to opportunities, but they're the negative part of what's going on in your market. Analyze your industry in your market and see what potential changes are coming up that you can prepare for. Where are we in the market cycle? Every market has a cycle. There are good times and there are bad times. It is the proverbial roller coaster. And even though you think you're at the top and you can keep going up, I will tell you what goes up must come down. So plan for that. What can you do when a down market comes up? Typically, what happens in a down market is people can't afford to buy houses, so they need to rent, right? So how do you prepare for that? Maybe you want to start working with investors who buy rental properties. So there's different things to consider, but look at your market, see what the potential threats are over the next several years, and make sure you're in the best position to deal with that. Now, another thing that's going to go into your mission and vision statements, ultimately, are your mindset and your goals. Mindset is one section that is very, very important, and it's not covered in a lot of business plan structures. But your mindset is your focus and your attitude. It's why you get into this business. It's what you believe in. It's what you commit to do to be the absolute best at what you do. So mindset can include daily affirmations. It can include waking up every morning and saying, this is going to be a great day. It can include not letting bad people get to you. There are going to be grouchy people in this business. I've got friends that have a policy. They don't work with mean people. You know, it's a simple policy, but it makes a lot of sense. There's enough business out there that you can work with people that enjoy working with you. It's your attitude. It's what you start out the day with and what you end up the day with. So it's very important to stay focused on this and to do what it takes to increase your ability to have a positive attitude and a positive outcome one thing you might want to do is consider setting aside 30 minutes a day for self-improvement there's a lot of different things out there a lot of different books out there that you can do that will help you with your mindset and also setting your goals the other part that i mentioned is goals so to start out with your goals though you need to know what is your why that's w-h-y what do you want to get out of this career and why are you doing it Are you doing it for your children? Are you doing it for their education? Are you doing it because you want to retire to a second home somewhere? Are you doing it because you and your significant other have plans of traveling the world? Is there maybe something simpler, like a specific car or a home that you want to buy? Why are you doing this? It's very important that you write down your why so that you can focus on it and remember when the bad times come why you're doing this. So what do you want to get out of this career? And where do you want to be in one year, in three years, five years, in ten years? You should take a page for each of those and write down your goals. If you're just starting out... Where you want to be in one year is maybe established and reaching a certain income goal. Maybe in three years you want to reach a certain amount of sales volume goal. Maybe in five years you want to have a team and be much more productive and maybe be the top earner in your company. Maybe in ten years you've developed an organization that you can turn around and sell so that you can retire. What are these goals? These things play back into your mission statement. So what is your mission? Where do you want to go with this? Where do you want to be with your business? Your mission is to be the best realtor out there, I imagine, right? How are you going to do that? Do you want to serve? Do you want to make sure that you get the best price for the sellers or the lowest price for the buyers? What does it take to make up these goals in your mission? And boil it down to a sentence or two that is your mission of why you're in this business. Your vision is very similar. Your vision is where do you want to see this business go? A lot of people have a bad attitude or a negative impression about realtors, and that's something we need to work on changing. So what is your vision for this market and your business? All right, so let's go on down the list for our our business plan here, and let's look at a financial worksheet. The financial worksheet gets into the nitty-gritty of what income do you need and what income do you want. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but just keep in mind that you need to have a gross income goal, that is the total amount of commission you're going to earn this year, and a net income goal, which means that that's the total amount of income you make after you've paid your business expenses. And in order to do that, you need a budget. So financial worksheet and a budget are very important in this. The budget shows where your expenses are, what you're, you plan to spend on all of the different areas of your business, including marketing and advertising and office expenses, maybe computers or things that you need to run your business. I've included a worksheet to help you with these, with the download. So look back on the podcast list and find that worksheet, and you can go through it yourself. And one of the things the worksheet does is it walks you through the total number of transactions you need in order to get your goal. So it backs out the market trends, the prices, the commission splits, things like that, so that you can come up with exactly how much you need to sell to make your goal. All right, mind map. A mind map is also something that you don't see in most business plans. Mind map is something new, but it really helps a lot for you, especially if you're a visual person. It can be something very simple as a pie chart, but what it needs to do is to point out all the different areas of your business plan and how they affect your business. That way you can still focus on the things that are important to keep your business whole. Each piece of the pie makes up the whole pie. So do a pie piece on marketing, do one on budget, do one on your goals and your mindset, do one on your why, do one on how much time you need to spend on working with customers, whether they're sellers or buyers, do one on education, all of the things that are important to you in running your business. Now a pie chart is a simple mind map. You can Google mind map and find all different types in there, but typically you can set them up so that it keeps you focused on your different goals. You can color code them for the things that are money makers and not money makers. You can make some larger and some smaller as they affect your business. Have a lot of fun with it. Be creative. But the reason you're creating it is a visual cue to keep you on track and on focus with your business. Marketing. What is your marketing plan? What's your marketing budget? What is your target? And most importantly, who is your customer? Now, if you've been in this business for a while, what you need to do is think about your favorite customer, the one you enjoyed the most when you had a transaction with them, and write down the traits about what you enjoyed and why that transaction went so well. That's your perfect customer, and that's who you need to be marketing to. If you're new to the business, think about who your perfect customer is. Maybe it's a specific income or a specific neighborhood or a specific profession. Whatever it is, think about who your perfect customer is. And also think about who your average customer is and who the customer that really needs a lot of hand-holding is. But the perfect customer is the one you're going to target your marketing to. Everything you do in marketing is directed as if you're speaking directly to that person. And what is your plan? There's a lot of different things you can do out there in marketing, whether it's internet-based or traditional print and mail marketing. So think about your plan. Talk to your broker. Talk to other agents in your office and find out what's working for them and then decide what's going to work for you. If you're just starting out, maybe you want to do more online marketing because it's less expensive than print marketing. It's up to you, but find out what works best for you, set a plan, whether it's a 6-month or 12-month plan, and stick to it. Your professional team. Now this is really important because I bet you didn't know it, but you came into this business with a team. You just haven't met them yet. When you're doing real estate, you're going to need mortgage brokers, you're going to need attorneys, you're going to need title agents, you're going to need inspection companies, you're going to need insurance companies, you're going to need all different types of providers that your customer will ask you for referrals for, right? It's good to have partners that you can work with because once you start working with someone and you understand how they work and they understand how you work, it makes for a much smoother transaction. Your professional team supports you. They always talk you up when they're dealing with your customers, right? They they help you out. Maybe they want to do some co-marketing with you or some co-branding with you. Maybe they'll refer you business. They should refer you business or else kick them off your team. Timelines and review. Very, very, very important. You're You're building your plan now. You're going to implement your plan, but you've got to review and adjust. So set your goal at every three months at minimum, maybe every month, that every three months at minimum, you need to pull out this business plan, review where you are compared to what your plan was, and make any adjustments. Maybe some new technology has come up or some new direction has come up, and you need to adjust it in your plan so that you can stay on track. Don't just write your plan and stick it in a dusty old drawer. And then finally, an executive summary. An Executive Summary is a one-page summary of your plan for easy reference and is a reminder of why you're doing what you're doing. Your Executive Summary should include your mission and vision statement on it, it should include your why on it, it should include your financial goals on it, and it should include your mind map on it. Now, you might need to take a second page for your mind map, but it's a visual cue that you can put up in front of you in your office so that you can frequently reference it and stay on track. So that's pretty much wrapping it up for the the business plan. I do want to point out a couple of things. Uh, You do have the worksheets. Make sure you look for those as a separate download. Also keep in mind that when you are doing your financial planning, you've got to break your income apart a little bit. You've got to plan for Uncle Sam. Now, my mother always told me that it's good to pay taxes because that means that you earn the income to pay the taxes on. And too often in real estate, we don't earn the income. But even more often in real estate, we forget to set the money aside to pay the taxes, and then we're always in arrears. We've always got the IRS chasing us. And believe me, you don't want the IRS chasing you. You'd rather have a rabid dog chasing you. So make sure you set aside a portion of your income for your taxes. Check with your accountant, but a good rule of thumb is 20 to 25% of your net income. Savings. There are no 401ks in real estate. So make sure that you set aside part of your income for savings. Invest it in your own IRA plan or simple IRA plan. Talk to your accountant again and see what you can set up for that. I typically set aside 10% of every gross check that comes in and I put it into my savings. Reinvestment. It's a business. You must spend money to make money. So remember to reinvest in your business, save 20% of your income to put back into the business. Maybe you need new technology, maybe you need new systems and computers, maybe you need to hire an assistant. You want to be able to hire an assistant because that means you're successful enough that you've got so much business you need an assistant to keep you on track. Your ultimate goal is to focus mainly on the things that generate income and try to have other people do the things that don't, such as paperwork or marketing or anything like that. You want to outsource every possible thing you can except the income generating items. So we'll talk more about business planning in a a future module. We'll get more detailed. This leaves about half of your income to pay yourself with, to pay all of your personal expenses and your taxes. Although it's beyond the scope of this training, you may, may also want to ask your accountant or your attorney about the benefits of incorporating because there'll be a lot of tax savings on that as well. Pretty much this wraps it up. So thank you very much and I look forward to talking to you in our next episode. Hey, so that about wraps it up for today's session as always you can visit our site at www.hearchuck.com to ask your own questions and to subscribe to our series it's absolutely free if you like what you've heard today please share the link with a friend and invite them to join you if you really like it go to the site and leave a rave review I'm not above bribery so if you leave a review then forward a copy to me I'll send you a free bonus by email just go to our site www.hearchuck.com thanks again for listening remember to excel in everything you do live, love, and laugh fully and most of all make the world a better place this is Chuck Finsmore and I'll be speaking to you soon So here's the required legalese, we are not attorneys, we do not give legal advice, we do not play attorneys on TV, nor do we give accounting advice. For that advice, please seek legal counsel or accounting or other licensed professional within the field that you're looking for. We also do not make recommendations to replace what your broker policy is, so if you have any questions at all, please check with your broker and make sure that you are adhering to their policies first, as well as the state laws in your area. The previous podcast is a production of Seaclear Academy and Chuck Dinsmore, copyright 2013 by Seaclear Academy. Duplication in any form whatsoever is expressly prohibited without written permission and will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. For further information, please visit our website at www.seaclearacademy.com.